0: science strength conditioning high performance coaching welcome to the decoding excellence show Hey, everybody, I'm going to pause the show real quick and announce something brand new to the Decoding Excellence show. We've created an online community that has exclusive content that you will not be able to get just by navigating to the site alone. If you subscribe today, you will have access to our private podcast, online video lecture series, brand new digital content that we are creating to help support you as a strength and conditioning coach, a new practitioner in the high performance field. You do not want to miss this material. It's going to help you in every facet of your career. Head over to adamringler.com and join the insiders today. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Decoding Excellence Show. In this episode, it is me. It is the microphone. It is the new season of the Decoding Excellence Show. And as always, I'm starting off the first episode with a monologue, a catch up, a review of everything that we've done since the very last episode of last season don't want to miss it we talk about some of the new technologies what we're doing in our sports science department uh some of the new staff that's joined us and a small little teaser towards the end if you want to know what colorado is up to this is the episode for you welcome back to the decoding excellence show i am uh i'm excited to bring this new season to us it's been a while since i've been behind the microphone and talking about our sports science department and our sports performance world and what we're doing here at university of colorado boulder so If you are a first-time listener, welcome to the Decoding Excellence Show. And if you're a repeat listener, then welcome back. Uh, Let's get right to it, right? I think a lot of the audience here, uh, as you guys have wrote in in the past, have talked about, Adam, let's discuss a little bit about the testing that you're doing or talk about some of the technologies that you're utilizing or what are you doing with the data, what protocols are you rolling out. So I think we'll start there. It's been a while since I've done a Decoding Excellence Show. And I thought we would just talk about what's new within our department, within our world. I don't have any notes in front of me. this is just me going off the top of my mind. First thing I, I think I will start about is uh, the athlete player profiling that we're doing. So one of the new things that we've uh, wrote out during this last year, and hey, I recognize I haven't been on the microphone for probably easily over a year. So this might be almost 12 months ago when we started to do some of this, but we started a standardized process of athlete pre-participation benchmarking. So what this looks like is we will utilize our force platforms, right? We we are fortunate enough to have a number of them across to our departments and facilities. And we have standardized a routine that allows us to have our athletes do an isometric mid-thigh pull, a counter-movement jump, a hop jump, um, utilize the Nord board and force frame to get a pretty all-encompassing picture of uh you know force production right not only rfd but also peak forces asymmetries left right unilateral uh sort of limb asymmetries we in addition to that for overhead population would do the athletic shoulder test or the ash test on both the dominant and non-dominant arms so now we get this big picture prior to even starting any participation we're not starting practices. We're not training yet. We do this big profile. and We get a pretty good uh, idea of any of the rate limiting factors that might go into performance. The second benefit of it is that we have pre-surgical benchmarks from force production and rate of power development, rate of force development for the lower extremities and the upper extremities, right? We have an idea of you know, pre-hamstring strain, what their max force capabilities are in that posterior chain from the Nordic exercise, have the force frame for a groin squeeze and hip abduction. So, you know, pending if we have a groin strain or a groin injury or a hip injury, we have pre-surgical benchmarks for that as well. Obviously, with the overhead population like volleyball and throwing uh, dominant sports, We have things that will look at that shoulder labrum and force production in both that sort of I, Y, and T position. We have uh, capabilities of, you know, peak landing forces with the counter movement jump. We have ankle stiffness and ankle qualities with the um, hop test or the 10-5 hop test. So there's just a lot that we can get from otherwise a few diagnostics, a few evaluations with the various technologies that we have through VOD performance, that we have, you know, a, a wealth of information that we can act upon if we need to. Even if we don't, right? If athletes are completely healthy, that becomes a, a you know, a, a sort of pre-participation benchmark to say how much stronger can we get within that Nordic uh, hamstring exercise? How much stronger can we get in that force production of a groin squeeze, a hip abduction? an IYT on that shoulder test, um, how much peak pow- relative peak power can we get on a counter movement jump? Uh, what is our you know, initial RSI on a 10-5 hop test? What sort of peak vertical forces can we get uh, or net forces can we get on a isometric mid-thigh pull? Being able to calculate a dynamic strength index or a DSI, looking between you know, that sort of slower strength movement of that isometric mid-thigh pull compared to more of a ballistic CMJ. And now we have, you know, obviously an idea of what type of training does that student athlete need to need to begin? Is it more biased towards, you know, strength or is it more biased towards, you know, velocity and that sort of force velocity curve? That's one thing that we've done. I Haven't really talked a lot about that. Well, shoot, man, I really haven't talked about much behind this microphone and on this podcast. It's been a while. It's been crazy. So yeah, yeah, that's fun. And uh, and what else is new? What else is new? Let's talk. A couple other key technologies. I mean, I don't know if I talked much about Kinexon Sports in the last pa- podcast that we've been on together here. Our men's and women's basketball team has partnered with Conexon, and they are indoor wearable accelerometry-based IMU device that we utilize for workload monitoring across both court sports. That's been, we've 12 months now, so a full year cycle working with Kinexon and pulling workloads and tying that information into our athlete management system and utilizing, uh, utilizing that sort of centralization of our workload data with wellness data, with RPE data, and with other various technologies, all within a centralized platform. That's cool. Uh, we've long continued to use Polar for our internal load monitoring, Polar Team Pro for a men's basketball team. However, our women's team did partner with uh, First Beat Sports, So we are pulling in internal load monitoring uh, versus our external workload monitoring. And that's been a a fun little adventure of looking at the relationships between outputs on the court uh, and what, from a musculoskeletal standpoint, is actually occurring with that external load monitoring and how those loads and accelerations and velocities all sort of uh, factor into our into what actually how the body responds to that from an internal standpoint with that cardiovascular heart system what else what else i'm just going off the top of my mind of of different technologies still continuing to use velocity based training technologies train with push as our VBT component within our weight rooms and our strength conditioning programs continue to experiment with other uh, S&C sort of program deployments so things like um you know bridge athletics you know bridge tracker continuing with that but it's been uh, it's been fun it's been a, it's been a good year to be honest now it's time for a, a coffee drink real quick oh yeah yeah that's good ah what else Vod performance made the dynamo device that's uh commercially available for any sports performance department to go out and acquire we have one it's pretty awesome uh, We're using it primarily right now for sort of, you know, hand grip. You know, we're looking at trying to do some things with uh, hamstring quad testing. Obviously, we have the Nord board. So that's quite easy setup from a posterior chain strength testing standpoint, eccentrically. But, you know, looking at relationships between uh, knee extension, knee flexion, Uh, with that dynamo device tethering it to a non-movable sort of object and doing a maximal uh, isometric uh, knee extension on it and and being able to tease out maybe differences within that knee extension capabilities and force production there. So I think that would be kind of cool, maybe looking at rate-limiting factors or asymmetries across limbs and see if we need to do any more targeting programming with um, some of that quadriceps sort of strengthening. I think that might have some implications when we start looking at Squat mechanics or IMTPs or uh, just risk assessments, if you will. We've acquired a couple new Kratos via Kabuki Strength. Kratos is a flywheel device, much like the K-Box, manufactured in the United States uh, by, you know, obviously... What is it, Chris Duffin? Why am I spacing our names? Duffin. It's dead air. This isn't good. Chris... Duffin, I don't think that's what it is. Chris Duffin, yes, dude. Of course I got it. Yeah, I'm CEO of Kabuki Strength. But however, right, we got a couple of those, which is awesome. Um, and we've been deploying those out within our strength conditioning program for for a while now. And that's that's been a really cool way of increasing that eccentric force impulse or eccentric impulse with uh, our force plates on our CMJ and our hop test. Yeah, so pretty versatile. We have the uh, crossbar... Uh, bolted into our back wall so now we can do some horizontal flywheel rows and some lunge patterns and some different things there. Obviously like any classical meathead uh, we can do eccentric uh, triceps or flywheel triceps and uh, biceps. I absolutely obliterated uh, my biceps uh, the other day with the flywheel. I don't know what I did, but well, I know what I, I did. I was supersetting some safety bar squats, compliments of, uh, the mad scientist, Chris Duffin and his safety bar squat available through Kabuki. Uh, super seted those with, just did some bicep curls, barbell bicep curls. And then I wanted to, uh, really overload it. So then I did some flywheel bicep curls. It was something simple too. I think I was like doing, uh, well, I was doing like a five, three, one Wendler sort of, uh, I think we're on week two. So it was essentially sets of threes of safety bar squat. And then it was just super setting it with 10 bicep curls. And I think I was doing five eccentric flywheel curls. And two days later, I should have known better. I barely could straighten out my elbows, still sore, absolutely still sore. So credit to that flywheel, uh, eccentric overload is absolutely crushed, crushed those biceps. And, uh, the Doms are unreal. What else is new around here in beautiful Boulder, Colorado? Well, we've hired, a, we've hired a new sports scientist to actually help us out, and she's been absolutely incredible. So Tessa Mendoza has, uh, has joined University of Colorado Boulder, CU Buffs. She was one of our sports scientists, our summer-intensive sports scientists, she joined us for our volunteer sports science internship that we offer throughout the summertime. Uh, it's been a while since, number one, let's let's go back to that. Let's revisit that. It's been a while since we've done that, right? COVID, 2019, 2020 to 2021. We uh, So in 2022, this last summer, we actually brought it back. Did national search of uh, buddying junior sports scientists that wanted to come out to Boulder for a three-month intensive, brought out two incredible sports scientists. I, I really haven't talked about this. I haven't really posted much online, too. All of this sort of coincided when I was doing a a social media detox via Town Newport's Digital Minimalism, which is a book I read this summer, which was kind of cool. Good good book, but nonetheless, I decided I needed to take a step back from online, Internet, social media, browsing, doom scrolling, if you will. So we ran this internship, and at the same time, I, uh, I took a step back from socials, as I think we all probably need to because... Let's just be honest; they're not uh, they're not the most healthiest thing to do. So did that and uh, had two incredible sports scientists come out. Brian Neff, he's now at uh, uh, unfortunately right Pac-12, Big Ten, whatever whatever we're talking about there. He's now a graduate student at uh, University of Southern California USC, and uh, but he came out and that was awesome. What an incredibly smart and talented sports scientist there. And then Tessa also came out, joined us. We also had an amazing, I, I'm pausing for a second. We had an amazing strength and conditioning crew this summer. JJ uh, came out. He was a, a strength conditioning uh, coach that worked with uh, Steve gohart and myself. Uh, we had Sam, who came from overseas through a partnership with IUSCA, IUSCA, is that it? Let me just double check I'm right here at the computer. IUSCA, yeah, yeah, the International University is the Strength and Conditioning Association. Came out over here. Um, we are a IUSCA partner organization un- institution. So we do sort of a foreign exchange type of program with uh, strength conditioning professionals from other countries, and they come out to Boulder. We provide them, you know, obviously some some assisted living uh, help, and uh, and they come out here and. We do a heck of a job trying to upskill them. And we had Sam come out. He was an amazing uh, young strength conditioning coach. We'll do amazing things in the future. We also had Holly. Holly was awesome. Holly was another strength conditioning coach um, from the Colorado area that assisted with our program. Just a really solid crew between Tessa, Brian, Holly, JJ, Sam, Steve Englehart, right, myself. We had uh, Dalton White, who is now... Uh, he's the, uh, let's see the head strength conditioning coach at UC Irvine men's basketball. So just a solid crew made it for a really fun summer this last, uh, this last June. So men's basketball, rocking and rolling in June, women's basketball, volleyball in July, soccer in July. I mean, it's just crazy times. It's always crazy times. It's athletics. That's how it works. Yeah, so I have no idea what we were talking. We were talking about Brian and Tessa. So we, we hired Tessa. She's amazing. She's, uh, we stole her away from Iowa State football. I had a good friend that's uh, coaching there and had a heck of a recommendation from him regarding uh, Brian's sort of experience and expertise of what she brings to the table from Catapult, from data processing, from coding and programming. So we were fortunate enough to uh, to pick her brains across this summertime, and she just fit like a glove within our sports science department and what we're trying to build out here. And so we brought her back for another year. So I'm excited about her contribution to our sports science program and what she's going to bring across our sport programs. And, uh, yeah, let's keep thinking. What else is new? What else is new? So many things. I mean, maybe not. If I'm if I'm stumbling this much about uh, trying to think of other other developments, we talked about the Kratos, we talked about the Dynamo, talked about our pre-participation benchmarking, uh, player testing. We have talked about, um, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the show right there. That's that's the 20 minute show. At this rate, talked about connects on sports. Women's soccer team continuing to utilize Catapult Sports Vector System. So I think now that brings us, if uh, I'm just trying to do the numbers, sixty, uh, maybe probably over 100-some vector, to pro- easily, easily over 100 uh, vector units across our athletic department, looking at 30-some Connexon units. We're looking at probably over 60 different Polar Team Pro systems across our men's basketball team who utilizes it purely just for the internal load monitoring, but our women's lacrosse programs that does both GPS accelerometry and then internal load monitoring with the heart rate. Yeah, it's a lot of technologies, right? And it's a lot of managing those data sources and those those streams, and then trying to compile it into, a, uh, into an AMS system. We had the gang from Kitman Labs come out here this last summer, right? So if you've been living under a rock and really haven't heard much about the developments with what Kitman Labs has done, Right. They have uh, acquired a EMR company called Presagia Sports over the last year or so. And Presagia, they are a uh, medical record system that worked with the Pac-12 conference as the medical pro- sort of EMR provider. Because of that acquisition, now um, Kitman Labs have uh, have rolled in their EMR. So those guys came out, incredible crew that joined us for a couple of days out here in Boulder met with the various departments. Once again, you know, we, we value that partnership with Kitman. And uh, they came out here and talked with our sports performance professionals. Um, they talked with our, uh, trying to think of performance nutrition department, our psychological health and performance department, uh, academics, our executive teams, our sport coaches, our athletic trainers, our physicians, our PTs. So it was a really... Multidisciplinary team of CU representatives that had an opportunity to interface with uh, their staff and learn a little bit about how we can leverage the system a little bit better. We talked about some of the data analysis that we were performing regularly, but also some of the things that we want to investigate moving forward um, when it comes to the underpinnings of what drive performance and winning. It's been uh it's been a really fun summer. It's been a productive summer, it's been a busy summer. Right. Women's basketball team went over to uh, went to Spain, um, competed for, you know, their foreign trip over there. So, you know, we've had teams travel. We've had teams staying back in border. We're continuing to develop systems and protocols that will help protect the longevity, the health, the well-being of our student athletes. Uh, We've grown different sort of systems to help enhance their performance and their development while they're here and their training. Keep them safe. Keep them strong. Keep them capable. Keep them available. And now here we are, we're, we're in the, you know, a couple weeks into fall and we're playing football games, we're playing volleyball matches, soccer's competing, you know, we got, got our distance runners are out there, like we're, you know, golf programs are are competing. It's a, it's busy time here in Boulder and if you're a sport professional and you're, know a strength conditioning coach or you work within this sort of uh, high performance space you know that it's uh you give us too much available time and we don't know what to do with it so it's it's good to be busy it's good to be active it's good to see our student athletes competing and, and having fun and doing what what brought them out here to boulder colorado in the first place and we're excited to continue to grow we're excited to continue to uh keep pushing the envelope and do some new things there's there's a couple things that my colleagues and i are, are working on we will hopefully bring some some cool value to this space, the performance space, and this industry. And I am hopeful that we can continue to, uh, to develop that and be able to, you know, present or at least announce something in the future. But that's, you know, like anybody that's worked behind the scenes, it takes a lot of things to go right before you're in a good place to announce anything. So that's my small little teaser about what's coming down the pipeline, but hopefully we can, uh, we can announce that here in the next couple, uh, couple months here. But yeah, I think that's gonna be it for this show. Why not? Right? This is uh this is the first one. This is what my wife would call the bad pancake, right? If you've ever cooked breakfast for your kids or nieces or nephews or whomever it might be, right? The first pancake's always the bad one, right? And then then you sort of settle into your routine. The, skill, the skillets warmed up or the um, use a pancake, I mean, I, I guess if you're making it, you're you're using a stovetop, but we don't really make pancakes. We make waffles in this house more often than pancakes. But nonetheless, the analogy still stands, right? It's the bad pancake. You got to get it out of the way, right? And you'll get back back on the horse, in the saddle, used to uh, podcasting and these longer monologues of you and no notes and just riffing off the top of your head about what you're doing and some of the, the areas of, of growth of you're trying to make within a sports science department, sports performance department, and hey, you know, like, that's the nature of this beast. You just talk. Hey, everybody. I hoped you enjoyed this episode of the Decoding Excellence show where we got into the weeds about what we're doing within our sports science department, some of the pre-participation uh, technologies that we're utilizing, some of the new updates around our facility, and What we're rolling out across our strength conditioning physical preparation departments here at University of Colorado Boulder. As always, there's a number of different ways that you can support the Decoding Excellence show. The newest way you can support is by heading over to AdamRingler.com and joining the High Performance Insiders. This is an exclusive community that allows you access to the private articles, the private podcast feed and digital lecture series that's being hosted behind this community wall check it out by heading over to adamringler.com and subscribing today the second way you could support the show is simply by signing up for the newsletter this is something i take a lot of pride in i try to go out on the internet dig up research articles that are fascinating i try to find the newest technologies articles i'm reading uh, research publications, and just really cool things that I discover that sort of exist between performance science, biology, and technology. I think you'll get a lot of value simply by uh, signing up for the newsletter. I promise you, I will never spam you. I will never sell your information or give this out. I cherish this little small community that I'm, I'm creating with this newsletter. And the last way you can support the show is simply by heading over to Buy me a Coffee. Dot com forward slash Adam ringler now the name is a little misleading you are actually not buying me a coffee you're buying the show a coffee it's a micro donation anywhere from three four five dollars a latte a cappuccino at Starbucks essentially and you're buying and supporting the show's hosting fees and the ability to deliver great content to your ears weekly. So head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Adam Ringler and buy the Decoding Excellence Show a coffee. Buy two coffees, buy five coffees if you're an espresso junkie. So as always, I love you guys. Thanks so much for supporting the show. Stay safe, stay strong. Until next time.